Let's go talk about the Lions. NFL story headlines. Buffalo Bills. Is there a run over? Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist is standing by in the Roast Humber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Doing well, doing well. Uh, what do you think about Buffalo? Uh, is it the end of the run? Is it injuries? Is it just what happens when you get a salary cap window in the league and if you don't take advantage of it, could have won a Super Bowl or two, you have to hit the reload button? I think it's a little bit of everything uh, that you just mentioned. And just, uh, there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Like, I mean, you can, you can see it. Like, they're firing their offensive coordinator. I, I don't know if that's justified or not, really. And last night, I, look, I thought this was really telling, and I tweeted about it a lot. James Cook had not had a fumble the entire season. In game 10, he fumbles on the first play. Like, you don't want that to happen, for sure. It's a mistake. They immediately bench him for the next three possessions for a quarter and a half. He ends up going for 120 total yards. I, you don't think he would have helped in a two-point loss? Like, I, I, But it just showed to me that Sean McDermott is just grasping for straws. Like He's just so wound tightly that he's like, oh, that, that guy fumbled his first time in 10 games. we got to bench him. Like The next day, he fires off as a coordinator. I just think that playing in that fishbowl of Buffalo, which has never won a Super Bowl, which you know, they desperately want to get there. Which they thought they, you know, were they, they've come close in the playoffs before. I just think that you know when you're five and four and now five and five, it, the pressure gets to you differently. Uh, when you know I, I was covered the Packers for a while, and you just football is different at a place like that. Like it's a place like Buffalo too, where the entire like life is Bill's football. So I just think there's a lot of pressure on these guys. Injuries have hurt for sure. I think that just, you know, teams got better. Like teams around them. I mean, the Miami Dolphins got better and the the Jets are a hard out who they lost to in week one. And do I think it runs over? Not necessarily. I think they could retool. I think they could, they could even make a run this season. It's not out of the question, but you see how precious these opportunities are in the NFL. We get used to the Chiefs and their five, six, seven, however many years of their run is going to be here to Patriots for 20 years. That's not usual. You usually get one or two or three at most bites at the apple, and then and then you're gone. And then you know somebody else ushers you out. The Lions could take a lesson from this too. I mean, we think the Lions are ascending and they're going to be here for a while. And wow, if it's not this year for a Super Bowl, maybe it's next year. You just never know when uh, you know when kind of these windows close. Speaking of windows, Lions have just uh, opened up their window. It seems or it started middle of last season. Uh, what they did against the Chargers, D line play wasn't solid. Uh, made some mistakes. They weren't solid uh, in the red zone, but uh, their offense was impressive. They win. Romo and Nance are talking about this being a potential Super Bowl team. Frank, I know we've talked about the Lions, so if you had to rank where the Lions are with the best in the NFL at this hour, where would you put them? Uh, I think I, when I did power rankings, I had them fourth, but I think 49ers are better. Uh, I think the, when you look at the NFC, I think the Eagles and the 49ers are a better football team than the Detroit Lions. Now, that might not matter if they get the number one seed because Fort Field's going to be rocking, and you have two home wins to a Super Bowl. That's all. That's all. There it is. Go for it. And you're probably not playing the 49ers or the Eagles in the first round either. That's probably for the NFC Championship game. So I think of all the teams in football, I believe that the biggest 
thing going, like the biggest thing to watch over the last seven, eight weeks, I mean, there's a few other things, but it's whether the Lions can get the number one seed, because I think that changes the entire complexion of the NFC. If it's the Eagles getting the number one seed, I just don't think the Lions are going to Super Bowl. I, I, maybe they can, like, you know, one-game scenario, anything can happen, of course, but if if the Lions have to play in Philly or in San Francisco, even in Dallas, if it comes to that, I just don't know that they can get over the hump, but you give me two Lions home games to a Super Bowl? Why not? Like, I think that just just changes the entire complexion of everything. So, do I do I think the Lions are the best team in the NFC? No, but do I think they can win a Super Bowl? Yes, because but they got to get that one seed. It's all four of them. Like I thought, the Chargers game was a key kind of tipping point in their season. Of if they win this Chargers game, the rest of their schedule is uh, up until the Dallas game, and I believe it's Week 17. All the rest of their games are winnable. Like you look and you're like, which of these games are you going to lose? You'll probably stumble once, but you might not either. You might really be in for, you know, you're going into that Cowboys game at 13 and two or whatever they would be. I think that's the key. If the key to the entire NFC right now is who gets that number one seed, I, I, I even if it's the Lions, I think that they would have a great shot of, of winning those two home games to get to a Super Bowl. What impresses you the most about the Lions when Nance and Romo will? Uh, put the phrase Super Bowl in the conversation with the Lions right now. Uh, what do you think is that similar thing that people see in Dan Campbell's team? You know, I think it's the fact that, that they're doing everything well. I know they didn't play well on defense Sunday, but, you know, the Chargers are good offense. But I think their defense has come along along uh, very well. I mean, they're, they're night and day from last year. I really believe that. And on offense, it's, hey, you know, you, you want to get the 200 yards on you today in a run game? We can do that. We have the offensive line and two running backs to do it. Or do you want your draft to pass for 333 yards like you did the other day against the Chargers? Because we can do that, too. We, we got the weapons for that with Laporta, Amon Ra. And I, just, I, I just think the diversity of what they can do and how many different ways they can beat you, that's what gives the Lions a real chance. That's why they're sitting here, I believe, 7-2 and two right now. They're just a good overall football team. I, I, I've had a tough time getting the Ravens game out of my head because they were just so bad in that game. But uh, in every other game, they just they could beat you in different ways. Like, I mean, look at the way they beat the Chargers was entirely different than the way they beat the Chiefs. It was two different games, but they won both of them on the road against really good teams because I think that this, this Detroit team figures out now, and, and the coaching staff has too, Hey, whatever you want to give us, whatever your weakness is, we can exploit it because we have the personnel to do it. I think that's what's most impressive to me for the Detroit Lions. And I agree. Uh, if, if you look at what they did against the Chargers and then what they didn't do against uh, the Ravens, then you watch the Ravens implode uh, against Cleveland and trying to figure out the NFL literally is a week-to-week exercise. It truly is. Oh, it's crazy. I, I mean, you look at I know, right? I, the Ravens are the key example this week, but it's been, you know, the 49ers look like the absolute best team of football, and then they lose three in a row. Or I, it just seems like any team who's good is, is only going to be good for a week or two. I've used the term that, you know, all these teams are playing 17 one-game seasons. <laughs> because, I mean, the Broncos, look at the Broncos. The, I'm based out here in Colorado. When they were 1-4, and four, they look like the worst team in football. There was nothing like, oh, there's these underlying things that they could turn it around. No, they were straight up miserable. Played better against the Chiefs, but they lost, and they're one and five. 
and they win three in a row after that, including wins over the Chiefs and the Bills. There's absolutely positively nothing to tell you at one and four that this team could salvage its season, but but that's what it is. That's the NFL right now, and that it's just it's an extra sketch. You just you turn it over, you, you shake it a little bit, it, it completely is gone because the next week is going to be entirely different than what we saw the previous week. It's it's this is what I know. We say this is it's really really a cliche, and I don't like using it, but I think this year more than ever. It's just it's a week to week league. There's nothing consistent. There's nothing permanent. Whatever you think your team is today, it might not be that way in six days when you play again. So it's just this league is just is a crazy season, and it's to me it's absolutely wide open. You know, there's a small window to win uh, week to week. There's a small window that opens up to have a run as a team, and we just talked about that with the Bills. But you know, with the speed, with the athletes. Uh, why I think it fluctuates week to week is that your athletes, if they're clicking, I don't care if you're a bottom feeder or how bad the Broncos were. When everyone said Wilson's done, Peyton can't connect to anybody again. He wishes he wasn't there. That if your athletes get on the same page, the NFL, and this is why I think it is up and down week to week, they're still some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, it's it's. You know, I mean, the difference between the, the teams is way overstated. I mean, yeah, there's a couple teams that are drawing absolutely dead. The Giants, for example, they're not beating anybody the rest of the season. The Panthers are pretty bad off. But from about team 28 to 27, whatever in that range, to the third, fourth best team in the NFL, it's not that big of a difference anymore. It's all these teams are good. This isn't college. This isn't. You know, Michigan is not playing Eastern Michigan. You know, I mean, this is all these teams can beat everybody else. Is just there's different degrees of how good you are, but everybody's good. Everybody's capable, and we're seeing that with just. I mean, the Ravens, great example. I mean, I was like, oh wow, the Ravens are the best team in football. Ravens are number one, no question. And then they blow a 14 point lead at home to the Browns. I, I mean, that's just that's just kind of the state of the league right now, and that that kind of it's 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 good and it's bad. I I think that you know, I mean, when everybody's kind of in the middle. It's it, there's always it's always good for the league to have a, a great team to chase the 2007 Patriots or whatever where we're like can anybody knock them off? But there's something to be said about we're going to get into the playoffs and there's going to be 14 teams and 12 of them are going to feel like they can win a Super Bowl. It's it, it's that it's that kind of season. That's that's pretty much what the NFL wants out of its uh, parity as well. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, MVP voting uh, across the league, AOC, NFC. If you listed your top five today in order, who would that be? Mine, I would, you know, I, I, I almost have two answers because I, I know this isn't going to happen, but my top three would be Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and Christian McCaffrey in that order. And I know they're not going to win. I know there's no chance. There's literally no chance Tyreek Hill wins MVP. So, and then after that, you know, I, I go to kind of, okay, now we got to put the quarterbacks up there. And I think, I, like, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I, I've looked at this, I've looked at it, I've read about it, I've watched the film, everything. If I had to vote right now and had to pick a quarterback for MVP, it would be C.J. Stroud. I just was going to say mean, that. I was going to say the same thing. All right. Yep. I mean, when you look at what he's done, when what he ha- what he has around him, let's not retrofit this to act like the Texans are a good team around C.J. Stroud. They they were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Just happened to hit on a once in a lifetime rookie quarterback. I mean, he's had the greatest rookie season I've ever seen. He has 
a 15 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio. He leads the NFL in passing yards per game. He, uh, he has lifted the Texans in the last two weeks to last minute wins, which we like, you know, in our quarterbacks. One of those was a road win at a really good Cincinnati team. What box doesn't he check? Because he's a rookie? We can't give him the award? Like, it, I mean, I see Patrick Mahomes at the top of the MVP odds, and I love Mahomes. He's great. He's maybe the greatest player I've ever seen. He's not having an MVP season, period. This is not a, this is not a vintage Mahomes season. Josh Allen's out of the race. I, Jalen Hurts has been fine. If you want to give it to him, okay, I can see it. Whatever. But why not C.J. Stroud? I mean, what? I think it, it speaks to the quarterback play in the NFL this year. It's really down. There's not a lot of there's not anybody having an obvious MVP season. So if that's the case, and I'm looking at this kid in Houston who every week elevates all of his teammates. Who's having last minute drives, who's throwing for four seventy and five touchdowns in a game to carry his team to a win, who's leading his team to a road win at Cincinnati. Who is better right now? If you don't want to vote for him just because he's a rookie and that hasn't happened since nineteen fifty seven and Jim Brown, I think you're wrong. I think you need to look at this with an open mind and say, Yeah, that rookie, he's he's the MVP too. Like it's weird, it's it's an outlier, but don't be scared to make that vote because I, I do believe C.J. Stroud. If I had to vote right now and it had to be a quarterback, I think C.J. Stroud is the guy. Yeah, and probably two weeks ago it was uh, Lamar Jackson, right? And then two weeks later it's C.J. Stroud, and it kind of fits this up right. and down uh, model that we're labeling the NFL with where in two weeks it could be uh, somebody else. All right, so uh, in the NFC – uh, Jared Goff, I don't, I don't think he's going to have anywhere near MVP numbers. He's obviously right there with a laundry list of Lions that could be uh, the team MVP. Well, what category do you have Goff in now in the NFL quarterback uh, list? Uh, would he be penthouse? Is he uh, living middle of the road? Is he in the lower third, middle third, upper third? Where would you put Goff? You know, I, I, I view quarterbacks I, I have for a long time this way, is that there are five to seven guys walking the planet who doesn't matter who your coach is, doesn't matter who your teammates are, doesn't matter anything else. You're just so good at playing quarterback in the NFL that you're lifting everybody on your shoulders. You're, you know, we know the guys. Mahomes, Hurts, I think he's in there. Uh, you know, I mean, guys like Burrow, he's another one. Those guys, I don't think, I don't think anybody would say golf is in that, that category, but that's fine. Like, because I think there's that next category of guys who are good enough to win a championship uh, or a lot of games or whatever you want to say. As long as there's a good situation around him, I mean, you're you're you know you're kind of next tier quarterbacks who, yeah, you do need a, a really good set of receivers or a really good defense or whatever it shall be. I think Goff is, is firmly in that, uh, that that conversation, and that's fine because the Lions are really good around him. They have a good coaching staff, they have a good running game and a good offensive line and an improving defense. So I, I just think that you know he's Goff isn't one of the top five, six, seven guys, but he's comfortably in that next five to seven guys who you say, sure, you win a championship with him. Why can't you? Well, there's no fatal flaw there. He just needs a good team around him. So uh, I think he's uh, – and there's no – nobody on earth can convince me that the Detroit Lions thought they'd be getting a quarterback that good when they made that trade. It was just, hey, we need to balance the salaries, fine, whatever. And you end up getting a top, what, 12 quarterback? And, I, you know, I mean, to the MVP case – Look at Jared. We talked about it. it. changes every two weeks. What did the Lions do get on this run and make the number one seed? 
I think Jared Goff is. I think he's going to have a lot of people in the media saying this is the guy because he he's the quarterback of the best team. I, I don't agree with that in, in eighteen different levels, but you're going to hear that narrative start if the Lions do get to thirteen and two, as we talked about, which they easily could, looking at their schedule. A lot of people saying. Actually, Jared Goff's the MVP of the league, and and it wouldn't it, it wouldn't blow me away if he actually won it. Yeah, like I said, week to week uh, NFL, maybe it, it it comes in four week runs. You know, Stroud obviously will be uh, the NFL Rookie of the Year, and when you look at the rookie impact, and especially here in the state of Michigan, Frank uh, Laporta at tight end, uh, Gibbs at running back, Gibbs Montgomery best duo I think in the NFL right now at the running back. Uh, position. Jamo Williams still 11 games in on his career between the gambling suspension and blown out knee still in that rookie uh, category in my mind, but you see the athleticism. Uh, Campbell at linebacker. I mean, I, I just, Brad Holmes, if, if there's a GM of the year, because it's not just drafting Stroud and hitting the lottery uh, in terms of how good he is, but Brad Holmes running the Lions and the talent He's acquired through the draft and free agency. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think that that's, that's very fair. I mean, he, I haven't really thought about, you know, who the best GM is right now, but why not him? I mean, that they have, they've done a, a great job. I mean, even, even stuff like you know, Brian Branch, Sam Laporta. I mean, they, they've hit on a lot of these picks that have really turned their team around and, I just think the way they've built everything is, is just smart. I mean, they, they've done it from kind of the trenches out. I mean, you did get lucky. Like, there's no way they should have had a shot at Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, Jaguars should have drafted. They should have run their. They, they should have run that card up there like the Lions did. But they decided on Trayvon Walker, so the Lions, you know, actually just to kind of fall back into a, a, a Wolverine who ends up being one of the best defensive linemen in football right away. So you need to get lucky here and there. You need to get lucky with Jared Goff. They didn't know they had with Jared Goff, but he ends up working out really well. But they have done a great job building around that and, and hitting on a lot of things and Amon Ross A. Brown and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think he's done a fantastic job. And, and the Lions should feel really, really good about their head coach and GM combination. And the players and the culture and the Road Warriors. Wins at Kansas City, at the Chargers, at Tampa, and at Green Bay. And granted, Green Bay, I think, may be not the worst complete team, but at least – uh, the worst team in the NFC, nor are them or the Bears. I don't know how you you know go back and forth on that one. And you know, love still needs some work. And this is the year everyone thought it would be. I know the Packers have been there at the end in a lot of games, and that's because of their defense. That's why when some say, "Well, the Packers are the worst team in the NFC North," I still say, "Okay, I'm gonna even when Montez sweat with the Bears, I'm still gonna stick with the Bears." Yeah, I mean, it's. As you said, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I think the Bears are really interesting going forward just because, I mean, they got this top pick. I, I, I assume Carolina is not going to dig themselves out of the cellar. Maybe they get the second pick, but there's two good quarterbacks in this draft. So, I mean, the, the beauty of any of these teams, and it includes the Lions a couple of years ago. I mean, the Lions, what was it? It was two, three seasons ago. They were 0-11-1 to start the season. Here they are. We're talking about them as the number one seed. That could be anybody in the NFL. The beauty of the NFL. Everybody, if you ever hear somebody say, oh, you know, they set their franchise back 10 years, like, no, they didn't. Like, it is almost impossible to do that because in an NFL rebuild, if you do everything right, like the Lions have, it's three years. 
three years, you could be on top of the NFL if you if you hit the right draft picks and sign the right guys. So I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it, and and that's why you know why is he take advantage of this? Like they're obviously among the elite teams in the NFL, but you're not guaranteed anything tomorrow. Maybe the Bears or the Packers or the Vikings even are going to be great team in two years, and and all of a sudden you're the Bills and you're you're looking up at the the rest of the AFC East. So it, it's just the it's a good and a bad of the NFL in that your your window to win championships usually is very very slim. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider. He knows football. Good stuff, Frank. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate it.